Before I begin, let's open up with a word of prayer, please. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for all you've given us, how much, for all the love that you've poured upon us, just the unconditional love that you've, that you've given us as your children. Lord, we know that we can look to you as a perfect model of what a father ought to be, who a father is. I know some people, many people, see you as a really mean and horrible father. Maybe they take the example of maybe some one that hurt them and that's how they see you, but Lord, we, we know that you're not. And I ask that you show them that you're not, that you are tender, compassionate, loving, and full of grace, that you do discipline, but you discipline out of love. Thank you for bringing us here, Lord, to this point, celebrating two years together as a church. It's all because of you, Lord. It's all because of what you've done, what you're going to do. And so I pray as, as I deliver this message, Lord, that, that your word may come alive, that you use me just to speak into the hearts of everyone here. Bless us next time. Fill us with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me start off first, actually, by saying thank you to all of you who, who are here, um, for being here, to celebrate another milestone, our two-year anniversary as a church. I also want to thank you for your love, your patience, your support that you've extended to me and my family for the past couple years. Now, I firmly believe that we ought to rejoice together every time we reach a milestone. However, we must remember that it was the Lord who brought us here. Therefore, on this special occasion, it's important to give God the glory that he alone deserves for bringing us to this point. You see, the only reason Fresh Vision Church has been able to keep its doors open for the past two years is because of his goodness and his faithfulness. On that Father's Day, two years ago, we acted on faith, <clears throat> prayed that God will be, God's will will be done, and that we will be used, will be used as instruments as his divine, of his divine purpose. And now, as I, again, look back in these past two years, my heart does rejoice. It is joyful. Not because I took that step of faith to plant this church, but because God showed me, has shown me, His faithfulness. It would be foolish for me or for anyone to claim credit for something I didn't do. I only did what He called me to do, in obedience and in faith. So whether you've been with us since day one, and I know some of you have, since we uh, 
when we open the doors here, or you're simply visiting us, or you know, you've been with us for, for a long period of time, I absolutely believe God has you here for a reason. Although outwardly it may appear that we haven't grown much since we began two years ago, I believe that inwardly all of us have grown substantially. For me, and this is, I'm, I'm being 100% honest here, numbers are less important than the spiritual growth of God's people. I'd rather have two people here that know the Lord and are falling in love with him than hundreds who aren't living spirit-filled lives. So don't let our size here diminish the work God has done so far in this church. We are still a new church. And I have no doubt that God has so much more prepared for us to accomplish. And even though you may not realize it, God is using everyone here to fulfill his plan and purpose for this church. This morning as we celebrate the second anniversary of Fresh Vision Church, I can think of no better occasion than to share with you a few of the ways our Heavenly Father has blessed us with his goodness and his faithfulness. Now here's how I intend to do that. First, I'm going to remind you how God raised up Fresh Vision Church. Second, I'm going to inform you God's distinct calling for Fresh Vision Church. Third, I'm going to show you God's faithfulness during the past two years. And fourth, I'm going to share ways I believe God will continue to be faithful. So in order to clearly, to clearly see God's current blessings, I want to go back to the beginning and show you how he revealed his goodness and faithfulness. I want to read to you a passage from 1 Thessalonians 5.24. And there it says, He who calls you is faithful. He will do it. Now the reason I mention this verse is because it's a verse that God used as he was calling me to plant this church. Now some of you may have heard this story. Some of you may have seen it and gone through it with me. For those who haven't, I just want to give you a brief summary. Back around my, or my early 20s, I gave my life to the Lord. I grew up Catholic, was raised Catholic, and around the age of 20, I finally accepted the Lord into my heart as, as my Lord and Savior. And, man, there was a lot of growing pains with that, a lot of stumbling, a lot of... And I was just a, a baby Christian, looking for churches to, to attend. Came back down here. I won't, I won't get all into it, but you know, after I got married, Robin and I came back down here, and we found a good church, Calvary Chapel, San Diego. And there was where God began to really teach me who he is, through the teachings there of, of Pastor Brian. And I grew substantially as a Christian there, but I was still young. I was still, there was a lot I still needed to understand and grow. And I remember during worship services, during um, afterglows, God was just 
tugging at my heart that he was going to do something great in my life. And that, and, and I, I don't know how to describe it, but he was putting it in my heart that one day he's going to, he was going to have me teach the Bible, plant a church, be a pastor. But, and, and, and again, I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. I was, but I said, Lord, if you want to use me, do whatever you can to prepare my heart. Because right now there's just, I don't know, I don't see it. And that was around my early 20s, 25. I had Jacob when I was 23. Robin and I, you know, she was 20 and I was 23, 22. Um, and then baby came and, and all that. And a lot of things happened in my life. 25, I joined the Marine Corps. When I joined the Marine Corps, um, man, that wasn't a crazy time in my life because I could completely walked away from the Lord. I hate to say it, I hate to admit it, um, but I walked away and for 10 long years I was rebellious. I did my own thing and I knew people were praying for me. Well, again, just to fast forward a little bit more, 10 long years of disobedience and in 2010 I had a big crisis in my life. Everything had come to a head. I had pretty much hit my rock bottom and I had hit a crossroad. And I knew that if I didn't change my life, either I was gonna end up homeless and dead or, you know, and I was gonna lose my family or I was gonna live a completely different life. And so I prayed to God and I asked him, Lord, Help me. I don't know. I've, walk, I've been away from you for so long. I don't know if I rem can remember what it's like to walk intimately with you. But he spoke to me, spoke to my heart, and said, follow me one step at a time. And I'm going to do things that are going to shock you or going to surprise you or going to blow your mind away. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what about this and what about that and, you know, how this is going on, you know, Robin's about to leave me and I'm about to lose my job and, Lord, what? It's like, don't worry about it. Just follow me. Walk with me. And so it's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to put things in your, in your hands. So, Again, fast forward a little bit. He, I did, I was obedient to that, and he restored everything back to me. He showed himself to me. He revealed himself, his goodness, you know, and, and man, that's what really did it for me. I cannot ever, no way I could ever go back to that lifestyle. No way could I ever disobey like that again. How could I? So I stopped drinking. I haven't had a drink since 2010. Been sober since then. Um, I rededicated my life to the Lord. Started getting really involved at Calvary Chapel Sun City. Um, got involved with the youth. Was taught there for several years. Um, ministered there. Uh, became one of the elders there at, at the church. And then the Lord started speaking to me more about 
his plan for me. And he wanted me to plant a church. So again, I struggled with it. I wrestled with the Lord. I was like, Lord, I need more preparation. I need more time. But if this is your will, then I want to be obedient to you. And so one of the things I wanted to do was to educate myself more on things that I wasn't aware of it, aware about. You know, things that I just wanted to know more of, such as you know, church history, um, Bible facts, Bible history, how we got this book, um, what makes our faith so different from all the other faiths. I knew what it was. I knew what these things were, but when you learn about them in a structured way, it just for me, it just it, it speaks more loudly. So I went to Bible college, um, did that for three years. Finally, ended up getting my my bachelor's in biblical studies through Moody Bible Institute's Distant Learning, and the Lord after after I graduated, I go, okay, what's next, Lord? And again, He continued to speak to me. And plant this church, and I'm going to use you. Okay, Lord, whatever it is. The next te- lesson he taught me was how to be patient, because I, I can be like that sometimes, very impulsive and very, like, this needs to be done now. And again, these are all, all, all this stuff I'm telling you, you know, that they have separate stories. I mean, they have bigger stories to them, and hopefully throughout time, and if you ever want to hear about it more, just, you know, ask me, and I will tell you what was going on around that time. Again, the Lord made it clear what he wanted me to do, but I had doubts. I doubted my ability to lead effectively. Can I lead? Am I, will people follow? Will people look at me and say that's a person that I, that I would follow? And I, had, I doubted that. I also doubted my ability to communicate the word of God you guys already know that I'm not the best orator. I don't, you know, my words don't come out smoothly as some other pastors and teachers. Sometimes I get lost in my train of thought and, or I'm in the middle of saying something and, you know, a thought goes through my head and I lose my train of thought and, and that's why, you know, I have a structured way of, of, of doing my notes. Um, but, again, I, I'm not the best communicator, I, so I doubted whether I really could teach. And I also doubted whether we'd have the financial means and the location to meet. We didn't have the funds. You know, we were tithing to Sun City, and we were um, paying our bills, paying, you know, paying for our kids, whatever the kids needed. We had our own expenses. And we didn't have a place. Where were we going to meet? You know. And so I began exploring. I began looking. I began praying about, Lord, if this is what you want us to do, then make open doors. Make it happen. So on Father's Day 2016, he did that. Fresh Vision Church officially opened its doors but not, again, before teaching me these valuable lessons. That my ability to lead isn't dependent 
on my willingness to be God. I'm sorry, let me repeat that. My willingness, my ability to lead is dependent on my willingness to be guided by the Spirit. To not rely on my own ability to communicate, but rather trust in God's Word to speak for itself. And the Lord taught me what Pastor Chuck Smith had famously said. Where God guides, God provides. I see now that God used that entire time to reveal his faithfulness to me in the following ways. God used that time to prepare me and my family. I knew that I couldn't move forward. I knew that I couldn't plant this church without my family. I could have done it, but without their support, without their encouragement, without their agreement, I would have been moving on my own. I would have been moving forward on my own when my priority again is my family. They are everything to me. And if they weren't fully on board, or they didn't, especially my wife, especially Robin, if they weren't fully on board, no way, no way. You know, that was, again, uh, an indication that it wasn't the right timing. I couldn't move forward without my family. In the process of preparing me, I trusted the Lord. I trusted Him that He would also prepare my family as well. If God calls you into the ministry, you have to have your family. You have to have family there to support you, to love you, to see you through the good times, or see you know, be there to celebrate with you the good times and see you through the bad times. He will confirm that calling to you, whatever ministry it is, by preparing them too, by preparing your family as well. He also used that time to show me to trust in the promises of his faithfulness. Although I may have doubted myself, every time I took another step to plant this church, God showed me to trust in his faithfulness. In the Old Testament, we've been given a bunch of examples of men and women who trusted in the promises of God and how he was faithful to fulfill them. In the New Testament, we also see God, how God was faithful to fulfill his promises to Jesus Christ and to his apostles. So now, rather than just reading about them and, and seeing them on the pages, I realize now that I had to walk it. I had to live it. And, and that's what I'm doing now. I'm actually living it. Which leads me to the third way that God used this entire time of preparation. To teach and show others how to trust in his faithfulness. So you see, what kind of an example would I be? Or what kind of example would I be setting? If I only taught on what God's faithfulness looks like without living it out myself, without walking the talk. Hebrews 11.6 says, Now without faith it's impossible to please God. 
since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So with the lessons I've learned, my hope and my prayer is to show you what it means to trust in the Lord with all your heart and not to rely on your own understanding. And the next thing I want to inform you about is God's faithfulness and our uniqueness. As a church, God has been faithful in how he's made us distinctly unique from other churches. The New Living Translation puts Hebrews 12.12 like this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. We're uniquely different. And he's blessed us and been faithful in that way to make us uniquely different. Did you know that in El Paso, there are about 500 churches here. Yet out of those 500 churches, God's faithfulness is revealed by making fresh vision. There's only one fresh vision church and he showed his faithfulness by making us uniquely distinct. And here are some of the ways. I mean, there's a bunch of ways, but uh, just here's a few ways. We are distinct by the way we worship. While some churches, and some of you have been through them, tend to go either to the far, to one extreme or another, here at Fresh Vision Church, we seek to find a balance. Pastor Don McClure said this about Christ-centered worship. We love offering ourselves to the Lord and worshiping and praising and rejoicing and resting in Jesus for all that he has accomplished for us. We worship him for what he has done in taking our sin on himself and giving his life for us. And we worship him forever for we worship him forever living at the right hand of the majesty on high, making intercession for us and presenting us faith faultless. And we worship the Father and the Son and the Spirit for all they mean to us for the rest of eternity. Yes, worship is precious, is, a pre- is the precious gift God has given us. This I believe can be done whether or not we have actual musicians or not. And I know that's one thing that, whether we have them or not, whether we have musicians or not, we can do this. We can worship the Lord with all our heart. Yeah, although it would be nice, and my prayer is that God will provide us with a worship leader one day. I have no doubt that God finds our worship, the way we worship right now, at this moment, pleasing and acceptable. If you're worshiping with a pure heart, even if it's just YouTube videos with words on them, but if you're listening to the music and you're hearing the words and, and if you're worshiping him with a pure heart, he finds it pleasing and acceptable. Fresh Vision Church is distinct in the way we teach the Word of God. For those of you who have been to a few churches, a few different churches, you may have noticed that most pastors or teachers will have different ways of teaching the Bible. 
In most Christian churches, it may be topical, expository, or I know in some denominations there's homilies. And again, not that anything, any one of these is wrong, because if I thought they were, I wouldn't be teaching a topical teaching today. However, here at Fresh Vision Church, like other Calvary chapels, we teach through the entire, an entire book of the Bible, through the whole Bible, eventually, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. Pastor Skip Heitzig said this, we place great emphasis on the exposition of scripture and teaching the entire, the entire Bible chapter by chapter and verse by verse. We believe that the, that the Spirit of God works through the Word of God in the hearts of the people of God. Exposition is, is more than merely speaking about the Bible or from the Bible. It's the proclamation of the Bible itself. The work of the expositor is to determine, determine what God has said in Scripture and then convey it to God's people so that God's own voice is heard. Now this is again an important principle when it comes to any kind of teaching. If a church doesn't believe that the Word of God, that this book is the infallible, inerrant Word of God, then all they're doing is, is, is teaching pieces of it that feel good. You know, and there, there are, there are, there's a lot of pastors in here who don't think this is the word of God. But we here at Fresh Vision, I mean, I, I absolutely believe every single word that's in here is absolutely 100% the word of God. And I'm going to teach it that way. I'm going to present it that way. And, and, and that's what, again, I believe. It's not the way my, my style of speaking or how I speak, but it's because if this is God's word, he's going to use it powerfully. And he's going to, it's his word that changes the lives of people. I've learned through experience that teaching the Bible in this way will give you a better understanding of what Scripture has to say about a subject and ways you can apply it into your life. FEC, Fresh Vision Church, is, uniquely, is unique by maintaining biblical values and practices. Again, for the full details about our, what they are, the values and our practices, I will refer you to our statement of faith. There you go, statement of faith in our mission statement. That's on our website. There you will find what we believe as a church and will tell you what we desire to do as a church. And it will also tell you why we do what we do as a church. If you wanted to, if you want to know what makes us distinct from maybe the Baptist churches down the street, or the Lutheran church that's down the block that will tell you, that will, that will inform you. There's other, there's other resources I put on the website that will also show you what makes us, as a, as a Calvary Chapel church is distinct from other uh, churches, but again, if you want information, I'll refer you there. However, one of the most important things that I hope this church will always be known for 
will always be known for is to bring is by bringing unbelievers to Jesus Christ by presenting the gospel message because this is the reason Jesus Christ died on the cross and the purpose behind his commission in Matthew chapter 28. R.C. Sproul once said, without the gospel, a gathering of people, though they claim otherwise, cannot be an authentic church. Without the gospel, a gathering of people, though they claim otherwise, cannot be an authentic church. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not claiming that we are better than all the other churches in town or that God has chosen us as his favorite. What I'm saying is this. God is building this church up to reach certain people and to make an impact in this city in ways that other churches aren't able to. El Paso does has, has a lot of great churches that are doing great things for the Lord. They minister in love, share the gospel, equip the saints, and are reaching the lost in their own distinct way. However, I believe that as we grow, God will also use us to do the same, but in a manner that, is, that sets us apart as a unique body of believers. You see, I wasn't called to plant this church to be an exact replica of another church. I was called to plant this church so that God can use me, use us, as an instrument to fulfill his plan and purpose that he has for this church. Now, right now, it may not be completely clear in this early stage, but I believe that if we remain faithful to his promises, he, he'll reveal it to us when he knows that we're ready to accomplish it. In the meantime, let us focus on building up this church with the spiritual gifts God has given us. If your gift is service, then serve. If it's encouragement, then encourage. If it's kindness, then show it. If it's giving financially, then give generously. Whatever it may be, do it gladly, joyfully, and lovingly as if you're doing it for the Lord. So let's avoid looking at other, at other churches with envy and jealousy. Thinking to ourselves, man, if we were just like that church, if we were just like them, we would be better. We would have so much more people here. We'd be, we'd be doing exactly what they're doing. Let us avoid that. And instead, see those churches as partners in the ministry. The Bible tells us in John, in third, in three, third John, one eight, we ought to support such people so that we can be co-workers with the truth. Now, as I begin winding down, I want to show you God's faithfulness during the past two years. For the past two years, everything that the Lord has accomplished through this church has been the result of His faithfulness. I'm reminded of the words found in Isaiah 15.1. There it says, Lord, you are my God. 
I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have accomplished wonders, plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. Now here are just three pieces of evidence proving God's goodness and faithfulness since, since Fresh Vision Church has opened its doors. Evidence number one. God has been good by bringing people through those doors. Whether it's curious visitors, whether it's hotel guests, and whether it's someone that's decided to meet Fresh Vision Church, their home church. We've been blessed by every person that has sat in those chairs. God, you know, I, every Sunday I don't know who's going to be here. But I know now and I believe that God's going to bring somebody. There have been times, and honestly, there have been times where I'm like, and it's just going to be me and kids. But God has been good. He's brought somebody. You know, and, and that excites me. Evidence number two. Fresh Vision Church has been blessed financially. God has blessed us with our finances. So far, our small church has not fallen into any kind of debt. We haven't, been, we haven't had to cut costs or had to worry about meeting our you know, financial obligations. We haven't had, I, I haven't had to pull, or Robin, we haven't had to pull out of our own finances, our own personal family finances for us to meet. God has provided for everything, you know, provided for what we're, this room, the donuts, the burritos, you know, like just the activity, whatever it is, like all those, thi all those things, it's, God has provided for, those, for all of that. You know, and, and again, that brings me so much joy. You know, we've never had to be like, okay, we can't buy burritos this week because we need to pay the rent for this room. It's never had to happen. In fact, let me tell you this. You know, we've been able to have enough savings that we can start looking for a bigger location where we can have a children's ministry, where more families can feel more comfortable bringing their kids, where we can be able maybe to meet more regularly. Because of those savings, we have that savings. What we're waiting for now is for the Lord just to open up the right place at the right location, in the right location, at an affordable rent. Again, we do have a savings, but we just don't want to blow it, you know, and then find a place that we're not going to be able to afford in a couple months, and we're going to be, you know. Um, I want to, again, walking in faith, but also being smart, being wise. As many of you know, Fresh Vision Church doesn't ask for money or pass around an offering plate. I don't come up here every Sunday and say, okay, now it's time to give. You know, give generously. The Lord will give back to you whatever you give to us. A hundred times, a thousand times, 
you know, I'm not here, you know, selling things to you. I'm not making telethons. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just trusting in God that He will provide. And so that's why we just tell you, hey, you know, there's a box in the back, you know, the copy box. We don't do that. We don't pass around the plate. We don't ask for money because we want people to give honestly, with, out of out of joy, and with um, and from the heart, discreetly, without anyone knowing how much you're giving, what you're giving, and how much you give, what you're giving, and how much you give. That is, you know, for you and God to know. Another way, again, that he's, he's blessed us in this, in this, in this sense, financially, is through our websites, online giving. Whenever we thought about opening that up, we didn't know whether it, whether or not it would work, whether we should do it or not. But let me tell you that I am honestly surprised. I am shocked about also what the Lord has been doing with that. Did you know there's people that aren't even coming here that are sharing, that are giving, that are, again, they have that gift of giving and they, and, and I, I, actually, let me, let me clarify. Some have actually been here and I didn't know that they've given until later on, I realized, oh my goodness. And then they, again, they don't come here, but they just, they're consistently giving. And there are actually others who are going to different churches and, and are giving here. And I'm like, Lord, you're amazing. You're so good. I mean, I, yeah. again, it is like jaw dropping. It's, I'm amazed at what God is doing and heart people have just to give and so again if you're listening and watching and, and that's you again thank you thank you so much if you don't know how much that means to us how much you've blessed us but again through your giving you've shown us the Lord is awesome and so good the third piece of evidence God has been faithful by physically and spiritually protecting us you guys know that. You guys have heard the story, of the, past, the stories of the past year of people coming into churches, hurting its congregants, or maybe coming in and just doing a bunch of harm, physical harm, with the people in those churches. We've been blessed. He's protected us in that way. And he's also spiritually protected us. No one's come through those doors either to try to cause real division within us or try to plant seeds of hate, seeds of discord among us. He's kept the enemy out, the wolves out. And even if they were here, they didn't stay. They're not here because they know. They know who we are and we know what the Lord is doing here. The last thing I want to mention 
God's faithfulness in the years ahead. When it, God, when it comes to God's continued faithfulness in the years ahead, I want to share with you the verse that I use for this morning's title, Hebrews 10.23. There it says, Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. You know, as a matter of fact, let me, I also want to read to you the verse, what is the verse prior to that? Verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance on faith, with our hearts sprinkled clear, clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promises faithful. And let us, verse 24, and let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works. Number, verse 25, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I believe that Fresh Vision Church has only experienced a fraction of the Lord's faithful promises. I have no doubt that in his perfect timing, we will see more of them being fulfilled. I just want to share again quickly with you what I've been asking for, what the leaders here have been asking for. I've been asking God to provide for this church. And there's no, it's, it's in no specific order. A worship leader who is madly in love with the Lord. We just don't want anyone to come here and play music just to play music and, and not be in love with the Lord. We want a worship leader that is completely sold out in love with God in order to lead us in worship. I think in time, he will do that again. Maybe he's preparing the heart of that person. He's eventually leading them in our direction. Maybe he's got to work things out with another church. I, again, it could be a million things. But I think if, I also believe that if we have one hasn't been provided so far, that he will. It's just a matter of time. He will. He's doing something in the background that we have no idea about. Also, been praying for a new location that will provide this church more ministry opportunities. And I spoke on this already a little before. Just waiting for him to open the doors. And it's going to happen. I know it's just, it is. We're going to have a new location we'll be able to meet here in the Northeast. But again, I think, I really believe that once we find a more permanent location, we'll be able to do a lot more, more ministry opportunities. Will be able, families will be able to come and bring their kids and Robin doesn't have to take them to the lobby. You know, they can come to a room and have activities and toys and stuff. And be as loud as they want. You know. And thirdly, again, he's going to provide more ways we all will be able, as a church, that we'll be able to serve our community and our city. 
going to provide these things for us. He's going to find open up doors also. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but last Wednesday, my family and I went to the rescue mission. And we spent a few hours there just ministering, serving. And we're going to try to do this on a regular basis on Wednesdays. And if you're interested in joining us, again, let's, let's do it. It's going to be Wednesdays. You know, I think we, I think we started at about 11 in the morning. What we did that Wednesday was we just we served in the kitchen. We helped clean up, helped get everything ready, and we helped serve the food, and then afterwards we cleaned up. That's something you're interested in doing. I don't know if they're going to have us doing that again next week, but you know, that's what we, you know, again, that's part of serving. We got to meet and say hi to a lot of great people. And, Hopefully, again, if there's something you're interested in doing, let us know. You can join us. But again, that's just one one thing we're doing. I know we're going to provide more ways to serve. Just have to be open to it. Now, that's pretty much what I just one of the things I wanted to share with you about what's going on. I mean, um, with this church, what's happening, what I see happening. We've been blessed. The Lord's been so good and faithful. And that's just my. You know, what I wanted to share with you all. And I hope you see it as well. Yeah. And that you hopefully, you'll see what I see. That God is, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This church is being built up. We're still young. We don't have a big program. We don't have plan to, you know, I don't know what you call it, a strategic plan to go out and, and have people, this amount of people by this amount. You know, I don't, I, I come through these doors and just say, Lord, bring whatever you want to bring. You know, and, and I trust that he will, and he has, as I mentioned, and he has. But, See it that way. I hope you do. Be encouraged. Don't give up. You know. If you want to, I have no problem if you want to go out and check other church, check out other churches and see what they're doing and see what's happening with them. I'm not gonna beg anybody to stay. I'm gonna just say, well, hopefully you'll find what you're looking for that in that church, and but we'll always be here. I'm not gonna kick you out. Our doors will always be open. Anybody, and again, anybody watching or listening, if you've been here before and you feel like you've never be welcomed here because you left, yeah, no, that's not us. You'll always be welcomed here. Anytime. Let's just pray. Continue to pray for this church and, and, and what God is going to do, what God will do. Pray for me. Doesn't want me to be here and teach the word, share with you. He will use every kind of instrument he can to attack me and my family. So keep us in prayer. Because believe it or not, I don't mention a lot, but I see it, I feel it. And it can be discouraging. It can at times I'm just like. Give up, Lord. It's too much.
part that you know, I'm reminded again what he did in the beginning, what he's done in the past two years, and and then he tells me, don't give up. So long to me. Have faith in people. Trust me. It's gonna be okay. So let's pray um, for continued blessing for this church and let's pray for him this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for again for this morning. Thank you for Fresh Vision Church. That we're here two years later. And we give you the credit, all the credit. It's because of you that we've been able to meet every single Sunday for the past two years. That we've done some of the outreaches that we've been able to um, share our love in the community. And I just pray that you will give us a bigger heart to do that. That we'll be able to give more of ourselves to the people of the city. And that we'll be able to, more people will come here and we'll be able to see you for who you are. More people will hear the message of Jesus Christ and surrender their lives to you. Use us powerfully in a powerful way. This upcoming year and years ahead. Protect everybody that's coming here, that's been here. And also pray for all for the fathers that are here. Watch over them and we continue to look to you for guidance and help in their families. Help them to make the right choices and decisions when it comes to the big issues, Lord. Watch over us as, as, as dance. Keep us safe. 